Hey, beautiful. So at the time of this recording, I'm taking a week off of social media. So I, um, I, you know, you might see me on there occasionally to comment and different people's posts, but I'm taking a week out of posting my like beautiful, uplifting, positivity posts. So I'm calling this my ghost episode because I'm releasing this and the only way you really know about this episode is if you are a subscriber or if someone who is a subscriber shared this episode with you. Because in my um, recording last week, I shared that my goal is to stay consistent. So even with doing this mental health break, I'm just recording this a couple of weeks ahead of time. That way all I have to do is just press the release button and ta it's part of the um, podcast uh, playlist for this. So today what I want to share with you are seven ways to make mental health sexy. Um, I should segue so if you if you hear this, it's my bracelets jingling around. Um, May is mental health month and mental health it's very stigmatized. I actually have a hard time talking about this. Full of transparency here. I have a hard time owning that I struggle with preserving um, my mental health, keeping it in of Green Gables crystal clean, so to speak. But I think, like, well, one, it has a stigma because we still live in this thing where we're like, oh, life is Pinterest perfect, and it's not really a part of the conversation. So I think the more people that raise their hand up and say, hey, I struggle with this too, hopefully that will help it not be as blacklisted. So I'm raising a little manicured hand up in the air and saying, you know what, bombshell? I'm not perfect. This is definitely an area that I struggle with, and um, I don't talk a ton about, but the struggle, it's pretty much constant. Um, and even though I tell the seven ways to make mental health sexy, the real secret to this, not secret, but the thing is mental health will never be sexy because, you know, it doesn't necessarily feel sexy because you feel like there's something that matter with you. And so if you've ever been in the situation, situation one, please reach out from help for help. <laughs> okay. I'm not a therapist. I'm not a counselor. I'm just wanting to share a few tips and tricks. So number one, please, please, please reach out for help. Um, you know, don't don't keep it inside. Don't keep it inside. And, you know, if you need to reach out to professional, because a lot of times you'll find that a lot of friends and family members won't know how to handle it. Like when my little warrior died, something I hadn't even thought about. And granted, a ton of people came out of the woodwork to help me. They did. And I'm still blown away by it. Um, but at the same time, there's people that I've known for years that I want to say left me out of the cold, but they don't know how to handle it. So they just avoid you. And the same thing happens with mental health. You know, if you start sharing that, some people, they don't know how to handle it. So they might act like you never said anything. <laughs> So, I, you know, I don't want to encourage you to reach out for help, and you do, and you're like, okay, girl, I did it, and I totally felt like someone just threw a glass of water in my face. So it does take some vulnerability out there, but I just want to share some of the tips that helped me, and please don't think, you know, sometimes I think we think of it as a race that we have to win. It may not be something that we're going to necessarily win, but we're managing. So we're managing a reaction to it, 
And that's really what I want you to think about. Like if it were a basketball game, you know, at some point someone's going to block your shot. So think about the block in this shot is that mental health popping up, okay? And it's like how you interact with the fact that someone blocks your shot while you're going to reset and relook for new opportunities. So it's that mind shift, you know, because if you're playing a basketball game and you're still harboring the fact that um, Dwayne Wade just blocked your shot, you know, and it's two minutes later in the game, all the way basketball moves so fast, you're going to be out. (laughs) You got to really keep up with things. So if you're still thinking about that for two minutes, I mean, you just missed... I don't know how many plays, but you just missed probably about five to ten plays. So you, yeah, even if not more. So you really, oops, sorry, I just ran my hand into the pole. I'm recording this in next to my um, my pole. So yeah, you really have to, like, like maybe instead of thinking about I'm gonna solve it, just think about okay, this is what this is a step or this is a shift I'm gonna make to sort of get things back online and get things you know back on track and the better you get at being able to rectify that and getting it back on track, that's really it's what's going to make inroads for you, okay? So number one um, is have a routine. And initially, like I did so much to try and get the right routine, and I overwhelmed myself. Like I did so much studying, reached out to so many different people, and I just totally dug myself a hole. So have a routine and keep the routine simple and stick to it. And um, don't have the routine based on a time because one thing I'm also learning with mental health is, you mean, well, one time's illusion, but two, it, it, sometimes it's not realistic to say I'm doing this by eight, I'm doing this by seven. Um, not when it comes to routine for mental health because there will be days, going back to basketball analogy, there will be days where you're being guarded by five or six people and it will take you longer to make your shot. So give yourself grace for that. And while it's good to have metrics like, okay, I'm going to meet so-and-so at this time, that's completely fine. But when it comes to mental health, just give yourself a routine based on the timing of the day versus the time of the day. For example... I, um, when I wake up, I do my morning routine and like an outline what your morning routine is. Um, uh, also during the morning, I'll drink a green smoothie. Okay. Um, let's see. And I'll get my workout in. So know in the morning time, you're going to have your morning routine. You're going to drink a green smoothie. You're going to get your workout in. This is just examples. And then in the afternoon time, you know, maybe you're like, okay, so my routine is, I just bought a hula hoop, so I'm going to use, use this example. I'm going to hula hoop for five minutes. I'm going to spend five minutes in prayer, and I'm going to, um, I'm trying to think, put on lipstick. And like, really, it can be that simple, okay? And that's what you do in the afternoon. And then, you know, at the evening, I'm going to spend five minutes of stretching. I'm going to drink two more glasses of water. Well, don't do that too late in the evening, otherwise you're going to be wanting to come through the podcast and kill me. Um, And I am going to list 10 things I'm grateful for throughout the day. So I just picked random things, but just to show you, like, time, like, and you've probably heard of batching. So really batch your self-care and your mental health throughout the day, whereas this is what I do in the morning, this is what I do in the afternoon, and this is what I do in the evening. That way, you just have to wake up 
and do those things. Like regardless of how you feel, wake up and you do those things. And they say that it takes 28 days to create a habit. Um, and so really just like, okay, I get a calendar, mark up 28 days and 28 days. Look, I do this in the morning. I do this in the afternoon. I do this in the evening and then adjust to it that regardless of, of what's coming on, like regardless of where I am. And when it comes to the evening, I can still list 10 things I'm grateful for. If I'm going out somewhere, I can list in the back of a napkin. I can list immensely in my head. I can count off my fingers to make sure I'm really getting those 10 things I'm grateful for. But just making sure that you have that routine, whatever it is in place, play with it. Um, simplify it. Like it's, it's better to have the simplest of routines and build up from it than to have an overwhelming routine, which takes you down. So that's number one, to have a routine. Number two, the power of music. So I live by this. Um, Complete transparency here. If I didn't have music, I probably wouldn't be able to get up in the morning or be able to, I don't really sleep at night, but be able to somewhat sleep at night. So at night, I listen to this YouTube um, music. It's like an eight-hour playlist of waves crashing on the ocean shore with seagulls calling in the distance. Um, But music is is just a lifesaver. It really does. It's a... it's something that, um, like, it helps you just literally take the next step. Um, super bad days, Mary J. Blige is my go-to. <laughs> I lock into her. I've recently, um, when it's nice outside, my little warrior and I would always go for a walk. So now that he's not in my life anymore, um, not physically, and like, I still feel like I feel his presence and I care with him me everywhere. This might be a little bit depressing, but I have this little picture, um, that I have of them and so literally I listen to music and I go for a walk and I just like hold this picture and I know it might sound insane but that's my only way to be able to see him now so um that's something that I do but just having music going because your mind it's almost like your mind is a separate entity and with mental health at times it can feel like it's working against you instead of for you so making sure that you have that there where you have like those those it's just like music as an art form is completely free and it's allowing someone to pour into you. Like there's just something beautiful about having it there. So it's just, it's just an excellent release. I'll leave it at that. So whether you're listening to it, whether you're playing, playing it, it's just an excellent release. And well, something I've done is I have a playlist on YouTube that I created that way in super rough days, all I have to do is roll over in bed and click the playlist and instantly I have something that's outside of the thoughts that I'm having that's pouring into my body. So that is like, and I call the, I call a playlist my survival playlist. And that being said, I don't want to just, just survive. I'm going to excel. But for the moment, I have to be okay with, okay, let me survive these next 10 seconds. Let me just, you know, get in through here and just literally count through. Okay, 10 seconds have passed. It's literally, I'm never, I can never go back to where I was 10 seconds ago. Um, or I can, but like I can't ever get those 10 seconds back and the 10 seconds in the future haven't arrived yet. So I'm literally just living in the now and these 10 seconds and these 10 seconds, I have Mary J. Blige um, singing to me and just really just honing into that. Uh, number three is a gratitude checklist. So gratitude, it's hard to be sad um, when you're saying things that you're thankful for. So what I do is on my... Um, iPhone, I have a timer that goes off every two hours. And every two hours, well, first I label it. So I label it with how I want to feel, which is sexy, feminine, and fun. And that's when the fitness component is sort of coming into things. And then this is not 
a fitness, it's a fitness podcast, not necessarily a fitness aspect to it, um, but a fitness episode rather. But this is when I, um, I always ask clients like, how are you, like, how do you want to feel? And then throughout the day, remind them of how they want to feel because the feeling is going to arrive before the transformation and the feeling the feeling is what brings on the transformation. So I don't wait until life to be perfect before trying to harness those words, even when I seem out, out of sort with my feelings, saying sexy, feminine, and fun, which is the type of energy I want to give out to people, um, you know, at the core, core of me. And so those are just my three words. So picking those three words, that way I can check in with myself, even if I'm not feeling very feminine and fun, I see that and I'm like, okay. Sexy, feminine, and fun. Let me go ahead. Like, let me let me step into those stilettos, and it's a good checkpoint for me. So that's why I label my alarm. And then I list 10 things I'm grateful for. And I got this from Amanda Nelson, the gorgeous Amanda Nelson. And it starts off with stuff such as, like, I am grateful for my toothbrush. I am grateful for I was able to pay on my car note today. You know, just listing things like... I am grateful for my job of people that, like, support me. Um, Let's see. I'm grateful for stilettos. I'm grateful for makeup, especially for this new shade of hot pink lipstick that I got from L'Oreal. I am in love with it. Um, I'm grateful for essential oils. And it just lists, like, goes on like that. Like, let's see what are a few other things. I am grateful for my purse because the color makes me smile. I am grateful for exotic fitness and for this pole I have next to me because it's a great outlet for me. I am grateful for pedicures, um, for at-home pedicures, just because when I look down, I like to smile when I see my toes are done. And I am grateful um, for Tiffany, one of my friends, and also my nail therapist. When I can just go in there, I, you know, I sit in the chair and she just pours into me as I just drop, drop my load. She just takes it in. She helps to relax me. She's wise beyond her years, um, and whenever my days look crazy, I look down, my nails are done. So I just listed 10 things that I'm grateful for to share with you, and I feel better just putting that out there. And the first thing was, I'm grateful for my toothbrush, <laughs> and most of us have a toothbrush that we can be grateful for. So there you go. <laughs> but having that that point, it really does shift that flow. So, you know, no matter how thing bad things are, just list in 10 things you're grateful for. And it might be more type of toothbrush things if you have to, but listing those 10 things helps to really alter your state. Um, number four is to prepare a guest room for God. And, you know, I think I'm actually going to pull up the article. So this is from Kitty Cavalier. Her, you spell her name um, Kitty, so K-I-T-T-Y. Cavalier, C-A-V-A-L-I-E-R.com. And she has this post that's really just changed everything because I, you know, I had just so much, and I hate saying it, like I had so much just just anger and misunderstanding and I felt like I was yelling at him and then I felt so scared, like I can't be respectful, so I have to, you know, so keep my distance that way I don't infringe on him. And for those of you who don't believe in God, um, this is this is my faith. And I wear my faith like Chanel and I rather wear it rather apologetically, but I don't say that d- defensively at all. Like still come on in, gorgeous, have a seat. Because Kitty Cavalier actually says this um, in forms of meditation. So she's not necessarily saying it for God. I use it for God, but she's saying it for meditation as a whole. So let me just um, read the blog post to you. So cherubs, she calls us all cherubs. 
For a little over a year now, every single day I have meditated. Sometimes it's five minutes, sometimes it's 20. But I can say with conviction that meditation has become a fixed part of my life. Meditation is a squirrely business. Like all good spiritual practices, just when you think you've got it figured out, you realize you have no idea what you're doing. I began my meditation with prayer, and in that prayer, I tell my higher power that I'm open to any downloads and insight that I want to come through in that time. But the other day as I was sitting there, I noticed that a part of me was secretly calling out, yep, open for business over here. Any downloads you want to give me, God, anytime, I'm ready. Just lay it on me. (laughs) And I humbly realized that once again, I had adorably missed the point. In declaring my readiness, what I was really doing was setting up the expectation that if I was going to meditate, I better be getting something out of it. But making sure divine messages get through exactly when I want them is not my job. My job is to make sure the guest room is ready. When a guest come to visit, I wash the sheets, elegantly fold the towels, and place fresh flowers on the bedside table in preparation. This ritual is something I have almost total control over. What I do not have control over is the timing in which my guest arrives. And so it is with meditation. In meditation, I'm clearing the space in my mind for the divine to enter in its own time. Those insights may happen in the moment of meditation or later, when I'm driving down the highway, scrambling eggs for breakfast, or putting rollers in my hair. Just like guests are more likely to visit when they know there's a place to stay, Strokes of divine inspiration were likely to be heard when the space of quiet has been cleared. Silent meditation is one of the ways I make space to hear the divine more clearly. Hiking in the woods, dancing, enjoying my body through the senses are just a few others. What works for you? I love to hear your list in the comments with chocolate on the pillows, chocolates on the pillows, and there's a K for kitty. So, um, again, you can find this post on Kitty Cavalier, K-I-T-T-Y. C-A-V-A-L-I-E-R.com, and it's called Preparing a Guest Room for God, um, and I just her email list is awesome. She always sends you really cool, uplifting things, and she's, um, at least the time of this posting, she has a retreat in Tuscany, mm-hmm. she only has two spots left, so I don't know if the two spots are still there. This isn't a pay thing for me to share it with you, um, it's just that, you know, as the one we believe, our I believe in supporting each other, and since you listen to this podcast, um, I'm pretty sure you believe it too. (laughs) So that's number four, preparing a guest room for God. Number five, let me rehash. So we have one is have a routine, design your routine, make it as beautiful as Chanel. Two is the power of music. Three is the gratitude checklist. Four is prepare a guest room for God. Five is the art of grace, and this is something that Tanya Lee um, taught me, and um, you can find her at Tanya Lee, T O N Y A Lee, L E I G H dot com. Um, and I love it's it's self help meets French kiss life, just meets it's not really in self help, it's just French kissing life, like just enjoying the freedom and the beauty of life, and you know, shining that way. So, with the art of grace. I um, had shared, I'm not quite sure how personal I should get with this, but essentially a situation, you know, happened and I'm I'm blaming myself a lot for it, um, almost constantly. And so I asked uh, Tanya, and I forget how I phrased the question, 
but a little bit about like grace, you know, and grace is, um, the way I'm defining it is, well, having grace for yourself. So Tanya told me to, when I came to the prom, she told me, you know, to extend the hand of grace for myself. And she used the analogy as when you're going water skiing, if you're holding on to the ropes and you're behind the boat, just sort of pulling you on your water skis, well, you can either, you know, collapse over. Um, and when you fall down, the only way to get back up is to let go of the ropes. Otherwise, you can drown. But that sort of seems counterintuitive when you're water skiing. Like, why do you want to let down the ropes? You want to try and get back up. You're going to fight back up. But the only way you can get back up is to let go. And so that's the same thing with things that have happened in our lives. You might be berating yourself no matter how big or small it is, but it's extending the hand of grace to yourself where you're just letting go, giving yourself grace, reaching out that manicure in the hand of, hand of grace and getting back up. So I think about this, just now I think about I was spritzing on perfume since I spritz like perfume over everything. That's sort of how I, um, I am is just that throughout the day, instead of applying my lipstick, I apply grace. Um, so that's something that's really, really helped me. So when it comes to mental health, extending grace to yourself that one, you have it because sometimes it comes and goes, you know, some days are going to be better than others. And then, um, just, just one that you have it. And then two, just whatever, whether it's tied to a situation, like it's tied to like a PTSD situation, like extend that art, that hand of grace and extend the hand of grace to yourself is an art form. So the more you practice, the most beautiful you, you're going to receive out of that. So again, I got that from my girlfriend, Tanya Lee, um, at tanyalee.com. And to backtrack with saying 10 things I'm grateful for, Amanda Nelson at patchedwangs.com um, is the one that told me about that. So I just I'm want to try and like so many people have poured into me that I just want to make sure I have like everyone down and sometimes it's one person from here, one person from here, one person from here, from one person from here. But that's how I believe womanhood should be is this, this beautiful conglomeration of us all standing together. Um, pink diamonds. So I literally have, <laughs> I literally have pink diamonds and the pink diamonds is, no, is number six. So we only, we're only have one more point after this. So with pink diamonds, I bought a pair of tea light holders and they're like these tall, well, not really that tall, but like, I don't really know what to call them, but they hold like a tea light in it or they'll hold like a very small candle in it. And they're sort of have like a handle, like a, a long cylindrical handle to them. So I bought them at the dollar store. And then at Walmart, I bought these pink rocks for 97 cents and I call them my diamonds. And what I do is I start with all of the pink rocks and one of the candle holders. So there's like right next to each other on my vanity and the other one's empty. And so as I do things throughout the morning, like as I put on my makeup, give myself a pink rock. As I um, drink a cup of water, give myself a pink rock. When I have my feminine, my feminine fatale smoothie, I give myself a pink rock for that. So do my morning routine, give myself a pink rock. And so it's really like an energy flow. And I do that and and I don't know, I'm not an expert at mental health or anything like that, but I have a hard time feeling things. I'm like completely numb. So, but as a trainer, I know the importance of consistently doing your reputations, regardless of how you feel. So I thought, I think what I, I 
subconsciously did is I just sort of merged the two. That way I could do my repetitions regardless of how I felt. And when you do that, you really establish – I mean, you can – like, you can actually make it work for you. Like, if you're not really able to feeling stuff, um, I found, like, there's a way to sort of make it work for you if you do your repetitions. So um, I know – which tasks like encourage, I don't even want to call more positive flow because now I'm starting to get aversion to the word positivity, but I, I'll call it feminine flow. For me, that, that works for that. So I will literally take rocks and place them into the other calendar just because I wasn't feeling, I wasn't having a metric on my day and that's my metric. And being able to have that it's really shifted things. Like yesterday morning, I did something where I was able to pour all my diamonds in because I just felt, well, almost all, like I just felt so like empowered. And by having those steps in, I'm creating those reps in a way can create an internal feeling. So that's something that's, it's very physical. Just being able to pick it up and drop it, you know, and just really has helped me. So I want to share that with you. I call that my pink diamonds. And my pink diamond moments are going to be things like, most people associate with self-care. So before I go to bed at night, I spray my bed sheets with perfume and I do the same thing when I wake up. I have essential oil blend, special one that I use during the day, another one to use at night. I have a special lotion that I put on the morning versus special lotion that I put on at the night. And it's just coconut oil where I've dropped different essential oil mixtures in. Um, but being able to like have those points, I, you know, find out what my pink diamonds are um, when I go into sleeping in beautiful lingerie or luxurious silky Victoria's Secret pajamas, um, dressing up. Like even right now, um, I mean, I have my stilettos on, you know. So granted, I'm like, I'm, I'm going to be running the bubble bath. So I didn't, um, I didn't throw on a dress, but... I wanted to feel empowered for this podcast, so, you know, why not put on a pair of stilettos? They actually have a print ones. They're super cute, but I think that's my ADD kicking in. So now I'm going to segue to number seven. So one must have a routine, two, the power of music, three, gratitude checklist, four, prepare a guest room for God, five, grace, six, pink diamonds, seven, private jasmine gardens. And I'm not going to... So the keyword to this is private. <laughs> so in the beginning of the day and at the end of the day, I have a routine that I do that just helps me sort of ease into it myself and, and, and also um, at the end of the day sort of come to myself. And Ed Milet had something which is really interesting in one of his podcasts where he talked about for him it's being able to control like his life can go out of whack and crazy. But knowing he was able to control the first 30 minutes of the day it helps give him some, some stability. Um, uh, whew, I don't know if I should should go here. Um, yeah, I think I think I'm gonna leave leave that box closed. So for per, uh, for the private Jasmine Gardens, it's really up to you. You get to design it however you want to. So. Think about it as you're checking in at, what, do, what does Elizabeth Auden call it? I think she has with the Red Door Spa. So think about it as you're checking into your Red Door Spa. Think about it as, you know, you're sitting down maybe in the, in the crystal room or in the salt room. You're sitting down in the sauna. You're 
like escaping to a private island. And whether your private morning routine takes you five seconds or if it takes you 30 minutes, um, full transparency here, when I do mine right, mine takes me two hours just to ease into my day. Um, but I have to give myself grace for that. I know that's the mental health component and I have to give myself grace for that. So, you know, and then at night, my routine is shorter. But it, it, it's just whatever whatever feels special for special to you. And as when something that Tanya Lee taught me, she always has something like, mis, as, always have some sort of mystique to it. So make it private to you. Um, it's not a judgment zone. It's a playground. So here's just to being free. Here's a celebrating taking care of you. Boy, I'm hitting on 28 minutes now, so I think I'm going to go pour myself a bubble bath. Um, and while it's running, maybe do a few more stiletto things. I made a list of Godiva, what I call Godiva tasks for my business. Um, my girlfriend's getting married, so I made a little box for her with, um, she's actually going to kill me. I don't even know if I should say what I put in the box. <laughs> But it's really, really cute. Like, well, by the time you listen to this, she'll already have it. Um, and I don't think I know who it is. But yeah, I, I got her. It's a very, uh, it's a beautiful Victoria's Secret robe that's luxurious. And it has, like, patterned um, velvet and see-through, like, patterns in it. It's just, long. it's just, it feels amazing. Um, I got her a pair of panties that she's going to kill me for buying for her. But you're welcome, gorgeous. You're welcome, <laughs> I had to get her something a little bit spicy, a little bit naughty. And then I bought her um, bath bombs, bubble bath, a face mask. Um, I don't remember what else, but yeah. So, um, and a really cute card. So I'm excited to ship this out to her. So that's what I have in itinerary for today. Um, but stay beautiful. Thanks for checking in, spending time with me. Again, I want to just try and stay consistent. So next week we'll be, you know, partnered with one of my girlfriends chatting up. And, you know, the more we share together, the more we more lift, we uplift each other. So please, um, if you're able to, please rate this podcast and leave a review. Because the more that you do this, uh, this is something that I do for free, sharing, put myself out there. I'm actually an introvert and a very private person, so it's a bit of a step for me to do this. Um, but whenever you do rate the podcast, leave a review, it helps others to find out about us. So I say, let's change the world, you know? Let's change the world. And it's not it's not me changing the world, it's us serving the world together. So that's the most beautiful thing about this, and I think... That's when self-care becomes sexy, when we're not in it alone. So stay strong, be beautiful, um, make life beautiful, and also be your own definition of beautiful. Love you, gorgeous. Have a beautiful day.